Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you look at an atom, there's lots of space, right? Electron, proton, neutron, whatever. So there's space, a lot of space. space. It's space. It's empty space, space, right? 99.9% is space, but it's oscillating at a frequency that appears to be real in our reality. Does that make sense? Yeah. Traditional isn't traditional. It's allopathic. And allopathic, it means alternative medicine. Look it up. It's all a measurement of the electromagnetic spectrum frequency. I break down stuff so you can all heal you. I don't heal anybody, by the way. I remove blocks. What a week on Bravo, you guys. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. We're talking Beverly Hills. We're talking New York. I wasn't planning on covering The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season. I was not at all, but I feel like it's refreshed, renewed, rejuvenated. I'm loving it so far. I am diving right in. So we're going to be covering it this whole season on Everything Iconic. I might miss an episode or two, so don't hate me if I miss something. Uh, or if I miss an episode or take a week off or something. Uh, but as of now, I'm going to be covering every week. And of course, we got New York. It was Fashion Week in New York, which I love when they have Fashion Week in New York. I love when they play tennis. I love when they do Fashion Week. It was a good week on Bravo, I gotta say. And also, Summer House was really good this week, too. I don't know if you guys are watching, but on Monday's episode of Everything Iconic, I'll have Luke from Summer House. So, I interview him, and you can check that out on Everything Iconic on Monday. So, shall we jump into Beverly Hills? I gotta say, you guys, every time I think of Denise, this is neither here nor there, but every time I think of Denise, I think of that Madonna song. So, do you remember? (laughs) In the premiere episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, when Rinna said, Denise has a secret. You know, she's like, Denise has a secret. Well, that song by Madonna, A Secret, you know, where she goes, My baby's got a secret. My baby's got a secret. (laughs) I sound so gay right now. And, you know, I am. But every time I see Denise or the word secrets referenced in my head, all of a sudden I think, My baby's got a secret. So stupid. Denise was, it's revealed that Denise and Aaron are living a double life with the pharmaceutical company. I don't know the pharmaceutical companies after them or something. I'm not sure, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We open this week on The Real Houses of Beverly Hills with Dorit's house, which you guys, I sort of think Dorit's new house looks like one of the Vanderpump Rules Valley houses, but like an upscale version of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Something about it very much reminds me of the Vanderpump Rural Valley houses, and you guys know what I'm talking about. And just as I was trying to get my layout of the new house, I had to see PK without his blouse on. They showed PK in the pool, and I just got to tell the editors and the producers, we don't need to see that first thing on this show. That shouldn't be the first image we see is PK without his top on. Okay, I don't ever want to see PK without a top on. I'm happy when you show us Mauricio without a top on. But I do not need to see PK without a blouse. It's the last thing I need to see. They showed him in the pool. PK in the pool without a blouse. Not interested. No 
to self. I don't need to see that. You guys, real quick, though, I got to say, the Bravo producers, editors, they've been really doing a great job on these Housewives shows this season on New York and Beverly Hills. I don't know what happened, but they're doing such phenomenal work. I got to say, the production, aside from PK not wearing a top, they've been doing such a great job. And it seems like everything's fresher. The editing, it's moving along at like a fast pace. It just seems like they're, I don't know if they, I don't know what happened in the off season, but these two shows are so good right now and they're edited so flawlessly. I just think they're great. I think they're great. So Kyle and Beverly Hills, she gets home from filming the Halloween sequel. And I need more details. Like I need to know if Kyle was filming with Judy Greer. I love Judy Greer, queen icon legend. She played Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter in the Halloween reboot. And I need to know not only if Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be on Real Houses of Beverly Hills this season, but I wouldn't mind if Judy Greer just kind of strolled in a scene and chatted with Kyle. I'd like to see it. I would. Then uh, we cut to Erica. She's with a vocal coach. And this was supposed to be Luann. I think this was supposed to be Luann. Remember Luann? At the Roni reunion last season, she said she was going to be in Chicago on Broadway. And then I'll tell you who had it coming. Luann had it coming because she announced that. And then she was no longer in Chicago. So, uh, you know, I know that's one of the songs in Chicago. He had it coming. Yeah, Luann had it coming and she's no longer in Chicago. Uh, Erica was wearing a black jumpsuit in this scene that I couldn't wrap my head around. Uh, but she is great this season. Isn't Erica great? I don't normally love Erica Jane, but this season I'm finding her so open, and she's she's crying on camera, she's giving us singing on camera. I can't even believe she's singing on camera. Acapella, or whatever you call it. She was just singing with just a piano. I did not see that coming. <laughs> That's something I didn't see coming. Erica Jane without a backing track or a vocal recorder. Not something I was expecting to see on this show. Uh, but Erica reveals that her mom laughed at her singing in the sixth grade. and. Look, if we could go back in time and I can get a camcorder on that scene, I would love it. Because I need to know, how did this happen? The mom was just laughing at the sixth grade uh, performance that Erica was doing? What kind, of, what kind of monster does that? I don't know what kind of monster would do that. Just laughs at their sixth grader uh, in the school play singing a song. What, were, what was so funny about it, Erica's mom? I wonder if she was high like Mauricio was later in the episode. We'll get there. Okay, so then we cut to Teddy and Rinna. They're at lunch. It's revealed that Amelia's home now. She's, I guess, not going to be at school anymore. I'm not sure. Uh, then Messy Sutton shows up. And Messy Sutton shows up to be messy. This season so far feels like Sutton should be a main housewife. I know there was like some rumors that maybe she didn't. Uh, someone went at letter. There were some problems. And she filmed to be a main housewife. And then she wasn't any longer. So I don't know the details, and I don't really care. I know a lot of people have sent me some stuff, and I uh, am just seeing what I'm seeing. And it feels strange to me that she's not a main housewife, because she's in so many scenes, and she's so messy. Anyway, then we cut to everyone getting ready for Kyle's dinner party. We see Lisa Rinna. She's getting her hair and makeup done, and it's revealed that she had a frozen shoulder. Now, when she had that frozen shoulder... She said, you know what? I better start eating meat. And so she started eating meat. She was no longer a vegetarian when she got that frozen shoulder. And I just want us to you know, pay attention to this journey. I'm not sure what it means exactly, but I feel like it could be important. Because Rena said, and they left it in there. They left it in the final edit. Rena got a frozen shoulder, and then she got some frozen beef and started eating meat again. Because uh, that's what she 
leapt to. That was the conclusion she leapt to, was that she needed to start eating meat, and then the frozen shoulder went away. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe we get a scientist or a nutritionist on the line uh, and figure that out, but I just wanted to recap that. Recap that. Her and Erica are on their way to Kyle's house for the dinner party. Rinna's dressed like uh, the Hamburglar by Rachel Zoe. She's wearing a Rachel Zoe dress. She looked phenomenal. Rinna's taken some hair chances this uh, this season, and I'm really enjoying it. She had like kind of a slick back do. We also have seen in other clips where she's got the ponytail. I'm loving the hair work that Rinna's giving us this season. Uh, another unexpected treat for this season of The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Uh, meanwhile, Sutton arrives to the house in what I can only describe as what looks like an ugly Christmas sweater. And I know it was designer. She said it was, I don't know, on the, what did she say about it? I don't know, some designer. But between the things that were on Kyle's arms, like those frizzy, feathery things, and Sutton's dress, it looked like they were both about to film 2000's The Grinch. It felt like they were about to step foot on that set and film the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch, like they were Who's in Whoville. Because both of those outfits look like they would have been right at home alongside Christine Baranski and Molly Shannon in the supporting cast of the 2000 film, The Grinch. That's what it looked like. And look, Sutton was being an asshole. She was talking about how she needed the uh, seat, uh, someone to tell her where to sit. And she was talking about the fashions, and she was being an asshole. And I say that, but I like it. I gotta say, I li- I'm, I'm enjoying Sutton is very divisive. I can see how people would hate Sutton, and she can be very obnoxious, and I'm worried it's gonna, it's already, there's moments of it where it's like, oh, okay, enough, cool it. But I'd say uh, ha- over half of it is working for me. Over half of it's working for me. It's very messy. It's very, I don't know what she's doing there. She's doing some crazy work, but I'm into it. I'm into it. And I said this on Twitter, and I, you know, if, Sutton's so high-end. Like, she's trying to convince us how fancy she is. And so are all of the other wives. And look, I don't think the really, really wealthy people are doing housewives. And not just in a friend-of role. And I love these women. I love these shows. But I don't think, you know, I know the really wealthy people, the only thing they can't buy is fame, right? That's what they always say. So that's why they join these reality shows. But I just don't know in what season are we in? In season 10 of these shows? 10 plus in certain franchises. I just don't think the really, really fancy, wealthy society folks are are joining the Real Housewives franchises in, in the year 2020. So, look, I, I don't know. Sutton's a lot, though, but I like her. I like it. It's not like I dislike it. Uh, it's just they're all trying to convince us how wealthy and fancy and refined she is. And I just don't know. I don't know. But we're going to get to know her more, I guess. We're going to see. Then they're all sitting for dinner. It's all going well. And of course, Rena's like, should we play a game? And then they play a game. <laughs> and already I'm thinking it's going to get messy, especially because I saw Faye Resnick. Faye was sitting at the table and I thought, this is going to be a hot mess. This is going to be a hot fucking mess. And I love when Faye's in the mix. I want Faye in more of the mix. I don't know if we have control over that. I think Faye films when she wants, but I would like more of Faye. Um, but I knew it was going to get messy. They're doing this game where they're talking about their first impressions and then their impressions now. They're all kissing a lot of ass. Sutton is seated next to Teddy, seated next to Teddy. And there's been all this talk about Teddy's all-in, whatever, that event she's throwing, and how she invited everyone and then she said, don't come, but come if you want. It was all very awkward. 
and Sutton was offended by it. I don't know if Sutton was really offended or if she was just being messy for camera, which is, again, what I'm liking about Sutton. But uh, when it gets to Sutton around the table, she says that Teddy's boring. And Sutton says, and then I heard she was pregnant. God, and I thought, God help us. And look, you guys, Sutton's speaking for the rest of us, isn't she? I mean, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But we were all sort of thinking it. We were all sort of thinking it when uh, Teddy said she was pregnant. I think we're all thinking, uh. And look, that doesn't mean I don't like to see someone pregnant. I'm happy when people get pregnant and have babies. Mothers are the most important people in the entire universe. It's just in the context of these shows, sometimes it takes the housewife out of the mix, right? We saw it on Atlanta, because oftentimes when you're pregnant, you can't film at the events. And obviously, I want to support pregnant women. They need them to support them. We should support them the most, right? But in terms of like drama for the reality shows, I think it does take these people out of the ensemble, and these are ensemble casts. So I'm not suggesting that they were to fire someone because they're pregnant. I'm certainly not suggesting that. But uh, it was just, it, when Sutton said it, I think we were all like, oh, okay, but now we said it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was thinking. So then she complimented Teddy. Sutton said something nice about Teddy. And when she did, Faye, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick, she took a bite of food that spoke a thousand words. It was a quick little moment. Faye Resnick just took a little tiny bite of something. And she did sort of like a cross-eyed, like eye, you know, eyebrow raise. And I say eyebrow raise loosely because those eyebrows aren't moving too much. Those eyebr- the whole face wasn't moving too much. I mean, she got as much expression as she could out of that face. And it's a beautiful face. But, you know, when you get a lot of Botox and fillers, sometimes you can't move it so much. It's not like you can move it like Jim Carrey in The Grinch. You can't move it that way. Uh, so the, the reaction shot that Faye gave us, she worked really hard for that. And I think we need to give her a raise because she put a lot of effort. It must have taken a lot of physical effort, a lot of mental effort to get that face to, to give us that reaction shot. And she did it. And to that, I salute her. And I thank her because it was a face that spoke a thousand words when she took that bite. Those eyebrows, you know, she, she got them raised when the camera went on her. She got them raised. And that's all that counts. That's really all that counts. And all, all we can ask for. All we can ask for. She looks great, too, by the way. Um, let's see. Oh, then Teddy starts crying. She starts crying at the table. And look, I probably would, too. I'm not great at confrontation. I probably would have cried and ran, too. But the thing that interested me the most was that Edwin just continued eating his food. He did not. He didn't even say anything to her. He did not say one word to Teddy. He just let her cry. Eventually, he got up and chased her out of the room. But there was a good 10 minutes, and that was on, that was on television time. I wonder how, what it was like in real time. But there was a long period of time that Edwin just did not even give a fuck that his wife was crying. And he, we saw him just chomping on that food, chomping on that meal. And maybe he was high like Mauricio was. I wouldn't be surprised. But he just ignored her and kept eating. Eventually, he went and chased after her. Then uh, we see at the table, everyone else is still eating. And Mauricio, who is really the MVP of this episode, we saw him without his top on, he looked great. And then now in this scene, he was high as a kite. He was so fucking high. I don't know how much edibles he ate or what he smoked, but he was high. And I love high Mauricio. I like that he's just leaning in to uh, whatever Seth Rogen-esque persona that he's presenting us. I'm really enjoying it. And he said, and I quote, I wrote this down. So, uh, Teddy runs out. She runs into the kitchen. She's upset. She's crying. And Mauricio says, she's going to go sleep with that word. Boring, boring, boring. It's going to be like Pac-Man for sure. 
Okay, let me repeat that. He said, she's going to go to sleep with that word. Boring, boring, boring. It's going to be like Pac-Man for sure. Now, at first when I heard this, I thought, what the fuck is he talking about? What the fuck is Maurice just saying? I thought, what the fuck is he saying? Well, it turns out I rewound it a couple times, and I think I understood. I think he was saying, boring, 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 and that was that's the sound of Pac-Man. You know, the the music in Pac- bang, 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 bang. That's what Mauricio was hearing when he was saying those words. And he made the quick, the quick leap of logic that that was Pac-Man. And I thought, wow, Mauricio was like, I felt like I was stoned. You know when you're stoned and you just like, your brain is working overtime? I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm getting a contact high from Mauricio because I understood then what he was saying and it felt very, <laughs> felt very intelligent to me. It felt smart to me. I got it. I got it. Mauricio, I got it. Then he asked Denise for her salmon, and that's when I really lost it. He just asked Denise if she was going to finish her salmon. (laughs) He took her plate. Took her plate and finished the salmon. He didn't give a fuck. Mauricio did not give a fuck that cameras were on him. He doesn't care about living up to, I don't know, high society or whatever, or the fanciness that some of the other people there at this dinner table are acting up to. Mauricio just wanted to have some extra salmon and have a good time and talk about Pac-Man. That's Mauricio, and I'm loving him. I am loving him. Uh, it's revealed then that Aaron, Denise's Aaron, he's, I don't know how to exp- explain exactly his career path, uh, but it's revealed that Yolanda went to him for treatment. And then uh, Aaron starts talking about his work. And he says, everything you've been taught about disease process, how it works, is not true. And then he says, I got to be careful. And then Denise says, be careful how you say this. And I thought, they got some secrets. My baby's got some secrets. And it all just keeps snowballing. I was shocked, shell-shocked. I clutched my imaginary pearls, and I did not believe what they were talking about, because it was about Adam splitting. Uh, Mauricio's nodding along like he understands everything. And I'm not sure that he does, but maybe he does. Maybe he does. They do a close-up of Faye. Faye has no fucking clue what's happening. She has no, Faye has no idea. You know, Faye was just sitting there thinking about like, I don't know, decorating the next house she's going to decorate. Isn't she a designer? You know, in her head, it was just like playing a movie or something. You know, she's watching, I don't know, something's got to give in her head and she's just playing that back um, because she did not understand anything that was happening. Rinna, meanwhile, says her husband's been involved in fusion energy and at this point, I'm like, all bets are off. I don't even know what the fuck I'm watching. Am I watching an episode of Bill Nye? What's going on? They're all talking about Adams, now Rena's husband's infusion energy, and Aaron's talking about cancer's good, and you split the atom cells, and I was like, what is? what am I watching? And look, we all made fun of Denise Richards when she played a nuclear physicist in uh, the James Bond movie. We all laughed, but it turns out that she's a woman of science, it seems. As far as I can tell, and Rena too. Now she's in infusion energy. I, I don't even know what's happening. Denise eventually has to get up and say that she's. Uh, they already have people following them. You guys. Then we get a flashback. We get a flashback of them driving in the car. Aaron and Denise driving in the car, and someone was following them. Denise says, "Oh, is that the car again? Is that the car again?" And they just point out a car, and look, it felt crazy. It felt, I'll tell you, it felt crazy. When I saw that flashback of Denise saying, there's that car again, I really thought I'm watching something scripted, but I meant that in the best, highest of compliments. I don't know if this whole thing is scripted or if this is a real life thing. 
it feels very off and weird to me, but it doesn't also feel that uh, scripted. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it was very bizarre. It was crazy. They imply that the pharmaceutical companies are following them. I don't even know if I want to talk about this. I don't want the pharmaceutical companies coming after me. I can't handle that. Denise, though, said that they're getting followed by pharmaceutical companies. Wow. Wow, Denise, wow. I could not believe my ears. Yes, a secret that she's keeping from the pharmaceutical companies. Very crazy. Anyway, then Big Dick Aaron starts talking about causing a nuclear explosion with cancer, and that was when I was really just lost. I don't know what Aaron thinks of COVID-19, but I'm scared to ask. I don't want us to get into that. Uh, Usually I would want to know their thoughts on current events, but at this point, I don't think I need Aaron commenting on anything else going on when it comes to anything. And maybe he's smart and I'm dumb. I don't know. I'm not a, a, a scientist. I'm not a nuclear physicist, but I don't know that I want to take uh, medical advice from Aaron from the Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Anyway, that's what's going on. Big Dick Aaron really is losing me here. But, you know, he's a beautiful man. And maybe I'm in the wrong. I don't know. Um, Sutton says in her interview, she says, this is when Denise should do the double tap, tap the knee. You know, tell him to shut the fuck up. She's not wrong. We've all done that. Anyone who's been in a relationship has done that. I don't know how many times I've kicked Matt under the table. You know, he's bruised his shin, bruised his legs, bruised his knees. I mean, not when he was talking about breaking atoms. I mean, certainly that's not the case. And to be honest, Matt's kicked me a time or two under the table. Like when I'm talking about Judy at the dinner table, and he's like, enough is enough. He kicks me. And he says, Danny, shut the fuck up. You don't need to tell people to see the movie Judy. You've done it enough. Now stop. And that's when Matt will kick me. But we've all kicked our significant others. We've all gotten kicked. We've all kicked. And I don't know why exactly Denise didn't uh, bruise Aaron under the table with her knee or with her uh, foot, but she let him keep talking. They eventually leave. Um, Aaron says Denise is protected, too. Before they leave, Aaron says, well, you're protected, he says to Denise. So what's that mean? How is she protected? He's not. I need more. These two, I need more. I'm invested. This is something I did not see coming. We all thought the big drama of the season was going to be the Denise and Brandy. Turns out, it's Aaron doing science. That's what the big thing is. And this is more interesting than I could have ever imagined. I'm loving it. This dinner was wild. Wild. They all leave. Uh, most of them leave. Uh, Kyle and Sutton. Uh, and I think Dorit start doing fireball shots. I like that some of the cast seems like really close friends. Like, I do believe that Dorit and Kyle, Teddy and Rinna, and even Erica, I feel like they're all really close now. I've never really noticed that in previous seasons, but it seems like they all like each other. Uh, it's also revealed that Kyle did the splits that night, and they had a flashback to it. They showed us, like, the next day they flashed back, but she did the splits, tale as old as time. Uh, what else? Teddy meets with Erica the next day or, or later, and she says that she told Sutton not to come to her event. So that's going to be interesting. Next week on the show, we get Teddy's event. We get some Kyle versus Dorit, where Kyle cries. She does the napkin, napkin tear, uh, tear thing. Um, I'm excited to watch that. That's the Real Hustles of Beverly Hills. I think it's so fantastic. They're really giving it to us this season, and I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. Denise's secrets. Uh, I, I'm here for Denise, and I'm loving Denise too. I, I just find her so captivating, and she's like my favorite to watch, and and I just want more of her. I want more and more of Denise and even Aaron, Big Dick Aaron. I wouldn't mind hearing more of his thoughts, even though they're crazy. 
even though they're crazy. So that's uh, that's that. Uh, let's talk about the Real Houses of New York, shall we? Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. Don't make me go right now. I can't go out right now. Like, I literally have to compartmentalize this and take this. Like, I have to, because I want to, like, feel, like, confident and, like, be out there again and stuff, okay? I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> you look like yourself again. That's what makes me cry. Stop. Mommy, please. I can't cry right now. I'm going to mess up my makeup. Sorry. I don't want you. What's wrong with us? <laughs> there's, I, I think there's a lot wrong with us. So much wrong <laughs> Real Houses of New York makes me laugh like no other. It's Fashion Week. I love seeing Sonia's fashion stuff. Of course, one of my all-time favorite Real Houses of New York moments is when Sonia does her fashion show and Ramona gets so excited she's supporting her. This was a few seasons ago. And she just is yelling. She stands up and she's like, Sonia rocks! And she's so excited. I've never seen Ramona so excited than when she saw that first fashion show of Sonia's. Ramona was really supporting other women that day. Sonia rocks! She was so so excited, but I love all the fashion stuff. Uh, I gotta say, she's getting ready for Fashion Week, and I'm not sure how involved Sonia is in her fashion line, but I don't care. I love every moment of it. Uh, we also see Dale Dale and Tinsley getting ready for the Garo Spera show. I hope I'm saying that right. She's getting uh, ready for it. She's gonna be walking in it, and she gets very overwhelmed with the tiara. So uh, she gets to wear a tiara in the fashion show, 
she just gets completely overwhelmed and her and Dale just cry. And I've been missing Dale. I'm so glad we got this little bit of Dale because she is just so much fun for me to see on screen. I want more and more scenes with Dale. I hope she gets a, did she get a confessional? I don't know if she got a confessional this week, but I hope Dale gets a confessional. And look, I know Tinsley moved to Chicago, that's what they're saying, but I hope that Dale just moves to New York and stays there and gets uh, to join the cast. We don't necessarily need Tinsley for Dale. That's just all I'm going to say. Uh, then we cut to Luann, who's sitting down with her, uh, the guy who's working on her show with her, Ben, and Luann says uh, that she does a Q&A and everyone always asks who she'd marry, fuck, and kill. So now she's doing the whole show. Everyone always asks who I'd marry, fuck, kill, son, to the whole show. Oh, terrible Luann impression. Anyway, uh, yeah, so she's turning that one moment of a Q&A into a whole show. And look, I gotta say, she's not touring right now because of COVID-19, and I didn't think it was going to take a global pandemic to stop Luann from touring, but here we are. It seems to be that the only thing that can stop Luann is uh, coronavirus. That's the only thing in four years, or how long have we been touring this thing around the country? And I've seen it twice. I've seen her show twice. And I kept waiting. When's it going to stop? When's it going to end? Are we going to be done with this? And it turns out the only thing that's stopping her is COVID-19. It finally put Luann under house arrest. And now she's not touring the country doing this thing. But I'm sure she'll get back to it as soon as she can get back on the road. She's going to be asking people to marry, fuck, kill or whatever. I don't know how that show's going to work. What does she just stand on a stage and then people just ask, like, they give her three people and she has to marry, fuck, kill them? Like, what? Is that a whole thing? You know, uh, joke's on us, because we're all buying tickets. I bought it twice. Twice I saw it. I spent lots of money on that show. Lots of money on her uh, cabaret show. And it's not good. It can't be described as good, that's for sure. There's no reviews that say, great show. Mm-mm. There's not one review. You look, look online. Search for reviews. And I'm not saying I'm some uh, amazing entertainer, but I'm just saying you're not going to find a review online that says, great show, regarding Luann. You're going to see something that says, what the fuck was that? That's what every review says of Luann's cabaret. What the fuck was that? That's it. That's all you got to print. New York Times, if you want to print a review of her show, that's all you got to print. What the fuck was that? That's what you got to say. Um, but she's doing a whole show around it. Then we get the scene of Ramona working out with Coco. She's making some sex noises that I could have watched, not in terms of like the sexuality of it, but I could have watched Ramona doing the exercises for at least six hours. I could have watched her work out for six hours. I know she does it on her Instagram, and I find it so fascinating. It's bizarre and fascinating. Um, and she says that she has to go to Fashion Week, otherwise she'll be ostracized. And I don't know that she will be, but I, she's definitely got to go for the show. That's for sure. That's for sure. Then Sonia getting ready. Uh, it's revealed that her line is for 25 to 45, and Sonia says, I'm 55 going on 75. <laughs> Sonia's quick-witted. I gotta say, she's really witty. She can throw out a line, and when Sonia throws out one of these weird lines or witty lines, it doesn't feel rehearsed or written. It just feels like it's naturally coming out of her, and she's witty, and I like that. Um, the new fashions are cheaper. She's having 75 people at the fashion show. And she is not happy about that. So the people tell her it's going to be 75 people. And Sonia says, the gay parties at my townhouse are 250 people. We have 75 dead bodies at the end of the night. <laughs> I love her. I love, She's my favorite right now. I'm really loving Senorita. She said, the gay parties have over 250 people. She said, 75 dead bodies at the end of the night. I couldn't. I laughed so hard. That's brilliant. You can't write something like that. She's just the best. I love her. 
Um, then we're back with Tinsley and Dale at the fashion show. Uh, Dale cries because she says Tinsley looks like herself again. And uh, they're just crying there backstage at the fashion show. And they're like, what's wrong with us? And then I think Tinsley says, a lot. And that's uh, true. That's true. Um, but Tinsley's happy to be the it girl again. And uh, she does have to wear sneakers. She's not happy about that. She wants to wear the heels. Um, but everyone is there. Look, this is not the type of clothing for these women on The Real Houses of New York. Uh, everyone else shows up, and they're looking at the clothes, and they're like, what the fuck is that? But they're there to support Tinsley. Dorinda still hates Tinsley for unknown reasons. Um, but Dorinda's not going to be nice to Tinsley. I don't believe the whole season. I don't think she'll be nice to her, not one bit of it. And we need something on these shows, so I don't necessarily mind it. But, uh, you know, she's not nice to her. Uh, in the fashion show that they're all at, Amanda Lepore is in the show. Uh, and then Tinsley closes. Ramona was doing that yell, too. She was supporting Tinsley. Strut it, Tinsley! <laughs> Shouting, strut it, Tinsley. Uh, like, uh, loud as can be. People could hear her next door. I'm sure people could hear Ramona next door. When she's at a fashion show, I don't know if her ears get blocked or what, but she shouts everything. Just shouting. Like, she's at a Backstreet Boys concert in the year 98. She's just shouting at the top of her lungs. Uh, strut it, Tinsley! You rock, Sonia! <laughs> she's so excited. So excited. Um, but they all say that Tinsley Spark is back, and I'm happy for her. Ramona told her she looked like the, she looked like a fairy godmother, and I thought that was sort of like accidental shade. Like I don't think I don't think Tinsley likes that she looks like a fairy godmother, but that's what Ramona told her. Uh then we're on day three. They're showing us in the lower thirds like where we're at in Fashion Week, which I love. And it's day three. And at this point in the show, I'm loving it. I just love all the fashion stuff. I know I keep saying that, but it's just really fun. They're at the Pamela Rowland show. Uh, Luann, she goes up to a hairdresser, and she asks the hairdresser to do her hair. And she's not one of the models for the show. And the Roni editors, they shade the shit out of Luann, because on the bottom of the screen, they write, hairdresser for models in the actual show. That's what they do to label the guy who's doing Luann's hair. And I laughed so hard. I was dying. They literally said on the lower thirds, Hairdresser for models in the actual show. <laughs> oh, I love it. Luann, what an asshole. Do my hair. <laughs> Just walking up to people and making them do their hair. That's not what you're supposed to do, Luann. Come on. Uh, then we see the step and repeat. Ramona, always an asshole, is just kicking someone off the step and repeat for a photo with Pamela Rowland. And not only does she want a photo with Pamela Rowland, but she... She literally like takes a hundred photos. So she's like, wants one on her phone. She wants one with the professional photographer. And she just keeps kicking someone out. And it's so rude. She's such a rude person. Um, I love watching it though. I do. Uh, Pamela Rowland too has been on Roni before. We've seen the Pamela Rowland shows. Like back in the early days, at least specifically, I know they always went to Pamela Rowland. And so that was a nice little callback. A lot of weird people at this event too. I spotted Lala. I think I spotted Lala from Vanderpump Rules. I'm pretty sure of it. And then also, Melissa Gorga was there. I think one of the Hilton girls was there. Uh, was it Nikki Hilton, I think I saw? I don't know, a lot of randos. Also, it was weird to me that they labeled Melissa Gorga. Did you catch this? The Bravo people labeled Melissa Gorga, but they didn't even label Lala. Like, Lala was just sort of an extra in the background. And I'm always reading into that. Like, what are the dynamics? How are they deciding to label Melissa Gorga? Why didn't they mic Melissa Gorga? I would have liked, I liked the crossover. You know, Ramona appeared on The Real Houses of New Jersey, and they mic'd her, and she had like a couple little moments, 
this past season. And I wondered why they didn't do that with Melissa. I would have liked to, I like a crossover. Then it's revealed that Tinsley, when she stayed at Ramona's house, she stayed in the duvet cover with pasta sauce because she had the pasta in the bed. And uh, she did stay in the duvet cover. And I would have been pissed if somebody came into my house and stained my cozy earth sheets. I would have been very upset. Um, and so Ramona, I get why she was upset, but also Ramona has been a monster and ruined everyone's house. She ruined Dorinda's house. Remember when it was revealed that she like ripped the cameras off the wall or something, like stripped the walls with paint? Um, but they did really fuck up Ramona's house, I gotta say. And I just want to re- I just want to say something about last week's episode. There was all this stuff about the tiki torches, and I recorded the episode after I watched, and I was I felt really stupid because I didn't put the connection together with the tiki torches with the white supremacist story. And I just didn't put the two or two together when I was when I was watching initially. And then of course when I realized it afterwards, you know, I saw somebody had posted about it online. I thought, oh my God, I felt so stupid. And I, I just want to apologize that I missed it. Uh I also then got like a million DMs and tweets and everything. And I tried to respond and then eventually it was just like, okay, I get it, you guys. <laughs> like everyone was like yelling at me for not making that connection. And then the entire week I continued to get you know, just this very disturbing story sent to me a million times over. And obviously, there are way worse things going on. But it was just an oversight. You know, so I talk a lot on this podcast. I talk, how many hours a week do am I sitting here chatting? So there's things that I'm going to miss. Occasionally, I might miss something. And I, I'm always really happy when you guys DM me, and I love it. But that was in particular something where I was like, okay, like I'm just getting so many people messaging me this really depressing story. And, um, Anyway, so I, I appreciate you guys calling me out. And I I felt so stupid. I thought, oh my God, I recorded the episode. I talked about the Tiki Torches and I didn't even put that together. I felt dumb and I'm sorry. Uh, but I know you guys corrected me. I got a lot of message, a lot of messages. Um, anyway, where were we? Oh, so, so Tinsley stained it with the pasta. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Ramona yells at her, but then she said she's over it. This is a new Ramona. Ramona is a different human being this season. I'm not sure what's going on. She seems nicer, more relaxed or something. I'm not sure. Uh, Ramona then is mad that Leah canceled on the Pamela Rowland show because they got Leah a thing. Sonia was on the phone the entire time. She's not prepared for her own show. She was at Pamela Rowland and realized like her show's going to be a mess. Uh, let's see. Then the women all go to lunch. And Sonia's like freaking out. She's so spastic. And I got it. She was spastic as fuck, just being like, I'm not ready for the show. She was on her phone. She had to go to like another table. Leah shows up and uh, there's this whole thing. Leah says that she was in an argument with her mom. And they all sit at lunch and they just talk about mothers. And <laughs> Leah's talking about like being like kicked out of the house and her relationship with her mother is like really dark. And then Tinsley is talking about how Dale don't like her crimped hair. <laughs> or whatever the fuck. That Dale don't like something about Leah's or Tinsley's hair. And it was just so funny because when Tinsley took over the conversation, it's like, that's the thing with Tinsley and what Dorinda, I think, doesn't seem to realize is that there isn't much uh, darkness with Tinsley, I don't believe. I think like the darkness that she has is there, but I don't think Tinsley's really... Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say she's not a super fucked up human being. We all are in some ways, but Tinsley's a little bit sunnier. And I think like when things happen to her, she just sort of like moves on and it's, she's kind of living in fairy tale land. And that's just who she is. And I think some people who are maybe deeper emotionally, like want everyone to be deeper emotionally. I always say this. I have two older brothers and one of my brothers, I love them both obviously dearly, but one of them just has a simpler mind. He just like 
<laughs> I don't want to say stupid. He's not stupid, but he just like does not sweat anything. Like everything is just he's happy all the t- inside his brain. I feel like it's just happiness, and there's not any sort of darkness or emotional you know stuff. He's just happy, and that's it. There's nothing deeper there. There's no reason for it or anything other than the fact that he's just like a, a stable, happy human being who does not sweat the small stuff. And I always am so jealous of that because I'm the type of person who will overthink everything. I will literally stress about things, lose sleeping at night, just because I'm overthinking everything and I'm wanting uh, everyone to be happy and I'm wanting to make sure I don't say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. And then other people are just in their own fairy tale land, and that's just who they are. And so, Dorinda was getting mad at Tinsley, but I don't think Dorinda's going to get anything else out of her the rest of the season. Uh, anyway, then we cut to uh, Sonia's fashion show, who all the women are going to be walking in it. There was a moment, too, where it was revealed that John sweat all over Leah. <laughs> John, like, hugged her and then sweat all over her. John's not getting a great edit. Every time he's on camera, he's sweating. He's sweating. And uh, I'll leave it at that. But he got it all over Leah. It's revealed that Dorinda and John like are really in a bad place. I, I think they break up. We'll get to see that play out. Uh, the fashion show is a mess. There's no lights. There's no music. Uh, and Leah's pissed because she's supposed to walk in some pajamas. She's or in a sweatsuit. Sonia gave Leah a sweatsuit in what looked to be a plastic bag. It was just like a plastic Dwayne Reed bag. And she sent that. I don't know if she carrier pigeon that over to Leah's house. Uh, it was just a, a Dwayne Reed bag full of a gray sweatsuit. And was, uh, Sonia was like, wear this in the show and walk. And Leah's like, I'm not fucking walking in that. She thought it was shady. And I think actually Leah was right. I know we all love Sonia and Sonia's the best. And I, I love that Sonia did that. But I do think she was right that it was a really shitty thing to do. And Leah's not han- having it. Leah's a great housewife so far. She is. She's not having it. She sticks up for herself. She returns the clothes in the bag, and uh, she says that the bag was even ripped open. That carrier pigeon that sent it over ripped that shit open with its beak, because it was open. Uh, Sonia then takes the bag, walks into the kitchen of this event, and puts the pajamas on. And she didn't look good. Ramona even said, you look like shit. You look like shit. Ramona said right to Sonia's face regarding her, her gray sweatsuit. And I love a gray sweatpant. Nothing better in the world than a guy in a gray sweatpant. Am I right, ladies? When you see a guy jogging out, especially like a hot guy jogging in a gray sweatpant, there's nothing better. But you know, ladies don't need to, we need to keep the gray sweatsuits on the man so that the dicks can flop around. That's what gray sweatsuits are for. They're not for fashion shows. They're not for fashion shows and they're not for ladies. They're for Justin Thoreau filming The Leftovers. That's what they're for. The gray sweatpants. You guys, by the way, this is a little aside. You know, you guys know that Charlie Hoonan? Hoonan? I hope I'm saying that night. Hoonan? I don't know his last name. You know, from uh, Sons of Anarchy, that really hot guy? He was on the original UK version of Queer as Folk and Pacific Rim. He's gorgeous. Anyway, he used to live where I used to live, like nearby. And I would see him at the grocery store sometimes. And often he would be in gray sweatpants. And let me just say, it was a sight to see. It was a beautiful thing. It's neither here nor there, but I just had to get that off my chest. It was a beautiful thing to see when I would be shopping for eggs and milk. I got to see Charlie Hunnam in a gray sweatpant. And I miss that place. I unfortunately had to move, and I, he probably moved too. This was a while ago. Uh, but it was really beautiful. It was a beautiful thing, and God bless. God bless gray sweatpants, is what I'm trying to say. Nothing better. Nothing better. Um, yeah, so also, what happened? Elias uh, says it's too hard to be mad at Sonia. And she's right. How can any of us be mad at Sonorita? How can any of us be mad at her? 
uh, next time uh, on the episode, Jocks Returns. And he's got uh, silver hair, still the same cut as Luann. Still the same exact haircut as Lou. They look alike, you guys. And I don't know if we've ever really addressed this, but it's time to. Uh, Jocks and Luann look like their twin brother and sister. And I've said this before on a, another show, I believe. But they look like twin brother and sister, and I think it's high time that we all acknowledge that. Luann was dating a version of herself, and that was bizarre. And that's very Luann, I think. I think that's a very Luann thing to do, to date someone that looks like her. But they looked like they could have been twin brother and sisters. You know what I'm saying? Because Jocks had that same cut as Lou. Same cut. Remember they went when they would uh, hang out, and we would see them in scenes together on dates, and it was always very awkward and uncomfortable. Um, it wasn't as uncomfortable as that other man that she dated where they went to the opium den. But uh, he was awkward in scenes with the Wan, and they definitely had the same cut. So I just think we all need to acknowledge that. We need to acknowledge that. So that's the episode. That's the week in Bravo, you guys. Let's all uh, tune into the podcast on Monday when Luke from Summer House will be on the show. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the interviews I've done lately with um, all sorts of people. It's been really fun. Uh, I love you all so much for listening. If you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. You could click become a patron. And if you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. If you want to order one of the t-shirts or the wine glasses or the fancy AF cocktail book, you can order the book on Amazon or you can order it and get a signed copy at everythingiconic.store. Everythingiconic.store. What else? That's it. Uh, I love you all. Let's do a little breathing exercise. I feel like we haven't done this in a few episodes. So let's Let's all take a deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in. Hold it. And baby's got a secret. <laughs> Breathe out. <laughs> I had to do a little callback. You guys, um, listen to some Madonna. Uh, listen to some Mariah, listen to some Whitney, listen to some good divas music today. Relax. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen, but Mariah's album E equals MC squared reached the top of the iTunes charts. It's a very old album, but it reached the top. A lot of people online were calling for justice for that album because it's a great album. Should have had more number ones. Maybe go listen to it. Listen to it on Spotify, iTunes. There's a song called Side Effects on there that's flawless. Lots of great songs on there. Listen to that. Listen to Madonna's Bedtime Stories. That also was in uh, the top 10 on iTunes, inexplicably. So listen to that album. And uh, just enjoy your divas. Enjoy your time today. I love you all. Thank you to all the frontline workers. You're the best. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Uh, and I love you all. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. 
Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.